Last week, I was as sick as a dog. <sighs> Feeling a lot better today. Welcome to Tea with Keo. I live in one room with a good view of a wall. I make cups of tea and wander in the hall. I sit on my bed and cut my fingernails. I try on a shirt that I bought as a jump. So, last Tuesday morning, 3.30, uh, I wake up, not feeling extremely sick, but not feeling 100%. No big deal. Head toward the bathroom, need to take a late night constitution. I figure that's the politest way to say it, a constitution. I could have said I gotta take a big fat shit. But I want the Constitution. Hope that's better for you. So, I'm in there doing what I need to do to make this happen. And I start sweating. And it's getting worse and worse. And I'm feeling worse and worse about this. And you know that feeling where it's like you're on the toilet, but then you know you're going to have to turn around to put your face where your ass just was because you're getting sick and I I was not done doing what I was doing for the original reason for going in there and I I couldn't just turn I know I'm getting detailed here for you folks but it's important the details matter so I get flush. I open the window. I, I, I'm already naked, so it's like I got nothing else. I'm just sweating. And I flush the toilet. I take care of business to try and prepare for what's about to happen. And as I feel it, I toot. I, take a little, I have a little toot. And it feels like I'm not done. So it's like, oh, oh no, 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 no. Because I don't want it coming out the back and the front at the same time which is eventually what happened. But I got my ass back down, and because of the way our bathroom is situated, the, the tub was right, in, it was right in front of me, so I just pulled open the shower curtain and proceeded to puke into the bathtub while simultaneously still needing, or still you know, having that constitution. So... That started a three-day stretch. Now, Tuesday was a total loss. I was just effing miserable. And I couldn't do anything. I was, I'd get up, I would try to function, and just the stomach, and there were points where I was dry heaving, there was nothing else in me. I was just feeling like ill, like, like shit. Wednesday rolls around. It's been 24 hours. I feel like, okay, I don't feel 100%, but I definitely am no longer feeling like I was, so I'm good. All right. I get up. I go about my day. I get some work done. I, you know, do my job, which is good, you know. 
we go to the cottage because we're going to spend the weekend there trying to fix the septic tank problem, which we have, which I'll get into detail a little bit on that. And uh, so we get there. And I proceed to get sick there, like early Friday morning, about 4.30. I start puking again. And we had workmen coming to the house that day. I was in bed the whole time. About half day, about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I should say. Woke up feeling so much better. And have not been sick since that point so it's been a full week and I'm feeling better and I'm recovered but it was not fun and uh, that's why there was no show last week because I could not make one and even when I was feeling better I had so much I needed to do I didn't have time to record a show and then when I got sick again and where we were and everything, it just made it so difficult to try and do it. I just said, fuck it. One week, there's no show. It's a sickness week. You're allowed to have those, right? I did. I had a sickness week. So uh, hope the details weren't too much for you there. But that's why there was no show last week. A few weeks ago was my daughter's 21st birthday, well, a month ago now, and she came to the cottage and spent the weekend, and we went to Letchworth State Park, and we hung out, and it was a great time, good time, and as I was taking her home, I get a phone call from Cheryl saying the toilet's backing up at the cottage, and um, there's something really wrong. And they were going to leave. So that was the start a month ago of our septic problem. My parents bought this place 20 years ago and were told where the septic tank was. Or what we thought was the septic tank. So for 20 years, it kept running and flowing like natural being from suburbia in the city, unfamiliar with septic tanks completely. I get how they work. I understand the process. Just never had to deal with one uh, until this year. So we figure that the septic is backing up into, you know, the house. So we got to get the, the septic drained. So we call in the company. They show up and go, no, this ain't your, uh, your septic tank. This is a distribution box, a D-box. And I'm like, uh, okay, um, what do I do? And the guy's like, find it. Uh, that's up to you. So I, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I assumed it was in one spot, and now it's not. How do I, how do I find it? So we eventually get another couple of guys there with a metal stick thin metal rod and they go poking into the ground and we think we find it where you know it typically should be you know 
between 10 and 12 foot from the house, you know, buried underneath, and there you go. So they dig with their big excavator, and it was a big flat rock. No septic tank. All right, that's happened before, they say. You know, that, that happens. It's, you know, you don't know where it is, so you're investigating. That happens. So we're looking around the house, you know, the pro- pro- you know, property of, you know, does the grass look different? This looks like it could be, like, what were the visual observations of what could be the septic tank? And we were having a hard time finding it. So we're thinking maybe it's off the side of the house and they just came straight out and went down this way. So we dig there. No, nothing. Nothing came out that side at all. Because the way the pipe and the toilet curved, you could, you know, we removed the toilet so we can get and snake down there a little bit to clean it out. And you could see the way the pipe turned going toward the outside of the house. But there's no pipes coming out that side of the house, so that must be tying into a main line that's underneath and probably going out the front. So we dig out the front. And we finally find it. And as we're snaking it and following the, the, the pipe, we're noticing that it's really it's sort of curvy. And it's really long. And the guys who are digging it up cannot seem to explain why it's so long and can't seem to figure out where it's going. You know, we see where it's going, but why? So, in a desperation, we snake from the distribution box along the line, and it hits something and stops about 20 feet from where that is. Then we snake from the house down the pipe, and it hits something and stops about, you know, I'm going to say about 20 to 25 feet away from the house, right? So we've got... It's not, you know, like it's snaked into two sections. And where it's stopping is this little section of land. Unfortunately, on top of that section of land is a structure, a building that we had bought, had built by the Amish and put there. And so now we got to move the, the, the building, the, what we call the birdhouse. And we had to move it. So I needed to get some guys to come over with equipment to move it. And then when those guys came by Friday, when I was sick, they dug up and found the septic tank. Yay! It was concrete, so it's still usable. Yay! It wasn't metal and didn't collapse, and we don't need a new one. Yay! So much money saved. So, what we find out is that when that shed or that building was put there, they leveled the ground, they threw rock down, you know, pea stone, pea gravel, whatever you want, to add, you know, the, the stability. But it turns out they, they knew exactly where that septic tank was because they cleared the land to the top of that septic tank and then filled two and a half feet of stone on top of it, which is complete overkill, by the way. But they purposely, they, uh, they knew it. They knew it was there. They buried the septic tank under this building and didn't say a goddamn word to us. So we had to move it. And now, hmm, 
excuse me. So now I have in my yard, now, well, right now, a trench dug, new four inch line laid, and it sort of backfilled a little bit. We're waiting for some rain to come in, like help wash the dirt underneath the pipe, get some, you know, get it settled in, and then we'll refill it some more and, you know, begin the, the maintenance of getting the ground back to normal ground, some seed and everything. But uh, we still don't have the toilet hooked up yet. So, and we were staying there using a porta john which you had to self-dump, which I'm going to tell you is not the funnest thing in the world. But, it, you know, it let us stay there. So now this weekend, we're going to go back and we're going to get the toilet on, secured in, going to hook it all up and take that faithful first flush. And, I mean, I could hear the water flowing. I could hear things moving. It, you know, we have pitch. We've got movement toward the the drain we're happy i'm happy things are running but what in the uh you know first we couldn't find it then we could find it we had to un you know uncover it we had to move things we had to dig we had to rip up land uh found some great rocks by the way to use in rock gardens or around the prop property in certain spots some really nice you know a couple really big rocks you know i'm gonna say Probably 20 pound, a couple like 20 pounders, a couple 10 pounders, nice size rocks uh, underneath there. So, but that's all dug up and that's all, you know, ripped to shit. And my little island paradise has been, you know, just tore the shit up. And I can, I can only hope that in the next, you know, year... Uh, we can get the land back to, you know, we'll flatten it out, we'll rototill the top, and we'll get the land all flat, and I'll do the raking and try and keep it level and with what is already there and throw some grass seed and get it growing. And maybe in a couple of years, you'll never know that trench is there. And then when it comes to the next time we clean it, which I'm not going to let it go as long as it went um, every two to three years. And, and since we're a seasonal cottage, it doesn't get all year, everyday use. I feel like, it, you know, three years is a good, you know, time period. So every three years from now on, we're just going to have the thing drained. I'll work out a system where I know where it is and I do not have to dig and, you know, or make it a big project. We can just get to the cover, pop it off, suck it dry, and off we go. That's what we're trying. That's the attempt. That's the hope. And that's what happened to the septic this year. Ain't that fun?
I've been saying for the past few episodes that there's something new brewing. There's, you know, Tea with Kehoe is going to go through a little bit of a change. And it is. Just not now. You know, being sick, threw my brain off. Didn't have everything I wanted in there. (laughs) That makes any sense. I didn't have the things I wanted in my brain in my brain. So I didn't open my brain. Um, (laughs) Makes sense, I guess. But change is coming. And I do not want to uh, start saying anything about the change for two reasons. A, I don't want to say something that I, you know, that I can't deliver. Or I don't want to say anything that I might change. You know, I might say, ah, we're going to do this. And then in time I realize this is, you know, not very good. Or not worthy, or just, uh. So, I don't want to tip my hand, you know, say anything prematurely. But change is a-coming, and it's a-coming relatively soon. So, I'm figuring by, by September, by the end of September, uh, Tea with Kehoe's new look will be here and um, how that's going to look is going to be a surprise to you it's slightly a surprise to me because the ideas are one thing the implementation I think I said that right putting it to use is a totally different thing so what I would like to do and what I physically can do and what I mentally could do are still in flux. So uh, I just wanted to say that this show will continue. The show will not end. And Tea with Keo is going to be new. And it's probably just going to happen like that. Just one week it's this, and then the next week it's new Tea with Keo. And then we'll see how that rolls. We'll see how people like it. We'll see what happens with it. I hope it sounds good. I mean, that's the only thing I'm really concerned about is it, you know, is worthy and is good, you know. I mean, as worthy as this shit. I mean, right? Tell me about it. I mean, really, tell me about it. Please fucking tell me about it. Leave me a note. Leave a message on uh, the Tea with Keo Facebook page. It's really easy to find. You go on Facebook, you type in Tea with Keho, and my Facebook page will pop up, and you can leave a message there and say hi, or you suck, or keep going, or do you like pickles? Because I fucking do. You could say anything, and I would react and respond because... That is something I wouldn't mind it happening. Um, Now, I've seen other people, you know, YouTubers and podcasters, you know, not necessarily podcasters, more YouTubers who are like, you know, I don't read the the comments, I don't read all that shit because the vile, stupid shit. And I think on YouTube that's easier to happen where people can veg out to a video 
and then be ultra critical and mean trolls because they're hiding in a dark corner somewhere and not doing anything but being a jackass. Uh, excuse me. So I don't want any of that kind of negative trolling, but I want some sort of feedback, something I can tangibly say, hey, people are listening and I can prove it. Because as it stands right now, I know two people, maybe three people listen. Uh, Jay Bradley, Missy, Owen, how you guys doing? Other than that, I have no idea who listens to this show. So if I'm just doing it for you three, I'm glad you're listening. And uh, share it with somebody. You know, that's another thing. Once it gets up and running, I'd really like folks to start sharing this and telling their friends that they listen to it if they do. I don't know if they do. So, I don't know. <laughs> Alrighty. I hope you have enjoyed the rain that has been the breaks in between. The weekend before I got sick, we were at the cottage and it was raining pretty darn good. So I captured some of that and uh, decided to use it as break music in betweens. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed it. Hey everybody, this is the time of the show where I sign off and I say, you know, be kind and be good to everybody. Be a nice human. And I really want to emphasize that this week because, I don't know, I've seen enough ignorance from people arguing about the pandemic, the election, life in general. People are just being rude. And I pray it doesn't cross my path because... I've been struggling with kindness and trying to be kind to people who are rude and obnoxious and ignorant and stupid. And it's tough. So I'm trying to do my best and be kind. So I ask of you, be better than me and be a kind person. Be nice to someone. And just don't be that asshole. Simple as that. All right. It's not always about the tea, but it's about the time spent. And thank you for spending your time with me. I'm going to go and try and be kind to myself and then to other people. You do the same. I'll speak to you next week. Thank you all for hanging out. And uh, much love.